Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 69. And in today's episode, um, as part of uh, hazard communication, I'm going to try and answer the the question that many of us have uh, pondered as we walked around the office. Do I need a SDS for that? And we'll kind of cover what we do need a SDS for and what we don't need a uh, SDS for. Um, and in this, because I know we all kind of view these topics and with just a little bit different, I'm going to try and just um, make sure that I, I cover the definitions exactly from hazard communication, um, a little bit about my philosophy out there. And of course, um, we'll ask the big question, of course, not just do I need a SDS or not. But when it kind of talks about a foreseeable emergency, you know, is this something that's foreseeable? Is it something that is just so out of the ordinary with things that we just literally, because we're using it the way it's intended and it's an office product, do we even need it? So let's just uh, dive right in. Episode 69. So in this first one, let's talk about the things that we know that we have to have a SDS and this this is a is a really easy clear cut thing. We know that we need a SDS for a chemical which is known to be present in the workplace in such a manner that that employees may be exposed under normal conditions of use or in a foreseeable emergency. Obviously, we think about things like hydrochloric acid. Um, and just about anything that we that we know that there's going to be a adverse effect to, you know, and it could be a normal thing too, you know, so it doesn't even mean that it's awful, but like all things, do you, do you, do you really want it in your eyes? Do you really want it on your hands? You know, so that's, that's also why that we have these SD, these SDS is handy because in the ideal world, we would know every single thing about every single chemical that we ever had in the workplace and there's a lot of times where we are just overwhelmed with the amount of uh, information and the amount of uh, chemicals. Um, I handle a relatively small lab. It does a lot of um, uh, like R&D stuff. And last count, we had 274 individual uh, safety data sheets then. So some of this stuff is very small quantity, a couple ounces here, a couple ounces there. But because it's pretty darn hazardous, you have to have that SDS sheet. So um, in the ideal world, I'd have the knowledge of 274 chemicals. And not just that, I'd pass it along to every single one of those people who work inside that lab. I could do a great job of talking about general corrosives and flammables and all that kind of stuff. But individual ones, that's why we really need to have that out there. Let's, let's uh, switch gears and talk about the uh, ones that we don't have to have a SDS for. We do not have to have a SDS for hazardous waste out there. So, And this is an um, exemption as it's defined by the Solid Waste Disposal Act and the RECRA Act of 1976. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But... Hazardous waste, so we do not have to have a uh, SDS for hazardous waste. When we look at the uh, CERCLA, you know, the uh, Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act, when a hazardous substance 
it, and uh, it's going to be the focus of a uh, like remedial or uh, like removal action. Um, a lot of uh, projects out there where uh, in the past some uh, try some um, TCE, PCE, oil, other things has, have, have gotten down into the soil, into the water table, and they're doing a pump and pump and treat. So th this is when you uh, basically look at um, a lot of the legacy sites out there. It, it can also be happening on a uh, active site where people are working still. But a lot of these are found on uh, old factory and manufacturing sites when they go back and look at what do we do with this site? How do we turn it from a brown field to a green field again? Um, or is it that because it literally is so awful, we just fence off everything. We treat everything the very best we can, but we know that it's never going to be productive again. Let's look at uh, other things that don't have to be covered by a um, SDS. Tobacco or tobacco products, wood or wood products, including lumber. Uh, there was a time when, uh, probably back in the 90s, when I bought a special kind of wood, I also got a um, SDS for that wood too. Uh, as soon as I read the SDS, I decided not to buy the the wood because it was, it was treated with pretty hazardous chemicals. And one of the things it said is, well, don't cut it, don't make it into a dust. Well, I typically buy wood to cut it to make something. I typically don't use a article of wood 100% and never, never cut, never, never alter that piece of that piece of wood. So um, the next one, when we look at a uh, article, and that's kind of a, a long, um, a long um, definition when we really look at like an article. So it's going to be a um, manufactured item other than a fluid or a particle which is formed in a specific shape and design during the manufacture which means that you're just going to use it basically as as just a whole you know it could have a uh, like minute trace of a hazardous chemical on it but you are not altering the physical form so that's an article uh say that i was buying that was buying that wood and i was not going to you know, and obviously the company would have to know that I was not going to alter this wood as, as because if not, they would have to give me the SDS. And I doubt that wood is even um, is even available uh, anymore. Let's go on and look at a couple of other ones that you do not need a SDS for. Food or alcoholic beverages, which are sold, used, or prepared by the establishment. So uh, other ones, any drug which is defined under the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act in its final form. So when we think about uh, tablets, pills, uh, other ways that these drugs are going to be packaged. Cosmetics, which are going to be uh, packaged for the sale to consumers in a retail establishment. Uh, basically, if you're going into a, uh, a store to buy some lipstick, mascara, all that stuff, you will, you will not have to have a SDS because it's it's um, intended for personal consumption um, and not by employees in the workplace. And then finally, the last one, I should say the last section here. So when we look at a uh, consumer product or hazardous substance, which has been defined by the Product Safety Act and Federal Hazardous Substance Act, um, which is going to uh, result in the duration of frequency is not greater than the exposure that you could reasonably expect. That's a, 
that's kind of a lawyer term. What it's basically saying is that you have something that you literally could, regardless of handling, could not be over overexposed to. So nuisance particles, where the chemical manufacturer, importer, exporter, whatever, da, 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 does not pose a physical or health hazard. Ionizing radiation and biological hazards. So one of the... Uh, um, Things that uh, at least at least myself and the safety professionals that I have uh, interacted with is we struggle with the, the definition of needing an SDS for a foreseeable emergency and what's everyday usage that is um, intended for the use. So for those who can see this presentation, I have a picture of um, a toner, which is going to go in cartridges. So when you think about a toner cartridge, you stick it in your printer, it's going to be in a solid state. It's a, you know, foot long, couple inches thick. You know, you just basically take it, run it in. Um, in a foreseeable emergency, you're not going to be exposed to the ink that's in there. Uh, in a foreseeable emergency that will not spray into your eyes, it will not damage your skin on your fingers, it will not. Um, so there's a lot of um, folks who really struggle with, with this. Myself too, as a young safety professional, I had a uh, SDS for all the toners just because I, I really struggled with, well, what, what is actually a foreseeable emergency? And what is something that I'm going to use it in its um in their fashion and i haven't altered it and i haven't uh i have gone to places where they took the uh correction fluid which I, i'm not even sure they even make correction fluid uh anymore which is just like the little paste that you would paste over for typing and and all that stuff because they thought well that could be a foreseeable emergency it has a nice solvent smell to it um i've gotten it on my fingers at times and and, and not known it of course, so um, there have been safety professionals, myself included, when I was young, that also thought I could get that in my eyeball too, pretty good. So, but that covers it for the whole what you need a SDS for and what you don't need a SDS for. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today, episode number 69. Um, this was this was one that. Uh, I've been doing safety for 30 years, and, and even now, I sometimes sit down and I think, and I say, golly, let me just kind of run the scenarios in my head. Do I really need this? You know, do I not need not need uh, need this? And there's a lot of times where I err on the side of caution because I know how I use stuff and everything, but I always kind of worry that if there's a um, at the workplace a thousand people, I, I like to think we're all pretty close to the same, but we're not all quite the same, but episodes uh, uh, number 69 is over. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Thank you and have a safe day.